this November. Harry, God has chosen you to have a son. The king of all kings. The greatest story ever told. Can we? Can we? Is now an epic Christmas musical for the whole family. You truly believe that this child is the chosen one. What is his name? Jesus. Journey to Bethlehem. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. In theaters everywhere November 10. Soundtrack also available. Get tickets now at journeytobethlehem.com. The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024, and on July 4th, stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Colette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. Thatkevintour.com. Thatkevintour.com. Or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com. Available now from Dynamis Books, Wounded Tiger by T. Martin Bennett, the compelling true redemption story of Mitsuo Fujita, the Japanese pilot who led the surprise attack on Pearl Harbor in World War II. Wounded Tiger is a thoroughly researched account that reads like a novel, an immersive experience with more than 300 photos, including historical archives, maps, personal letters, and official documents. Wounded Tiger by T. Martin Bennett from Dynamis Books, available in stores and online now. Go to WoundedTiger.com now to read the first chapters for free. A young mother labeled impure, a shepherd boy considered unclean. Experience Jesus' birth through their eyes this season with Christmas with the Chosen, Holy Night. The specially remastered story is only in theaters from December 12th to 17th, including a never-before-seen performance from Andrea and Matteo Bocelli, seven musical performances, and two new monologues. Christmas with the Chosen, Holy Night, is the perfect way to celebrate the hope and joy of Christmas. Learn more at fathomevents.com. Most anticipated rock holiday tradition returns. Trans-Siberian Orchestra, live in concert. Coming to a city near you. A legendary blend of rock, classical, and holiday music for the entire family. Don't miss Trans-Siberian Orchestra, live in concert. The Ghosts of Christmas Eve. Go to TSOTickets.com for info. This November, Harry, God has chosen you to have a son, the king of all kings. The greatest story ever told can we, can we is now an epic Christmas musical for the whole family. You truly believe that this child is the chosen one. What is his name? Jesus. Journey to Bethlehem. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. In theaters everywhere November 10. Soundtrack also available. Get tickets now at journeytobethlehem.com. A young mother labeled impure. A shepherd boy considered unclean. Experience Jesus' birth through their eyes this season with Christmas with the Chosen, Holy Night. 
The specially remastered story is only in theaters from December 12th to 17th, including a never-before-seen performance from Andrea and Matteo Bocelli, seven musical performances, and two new monologues. Christmas with the Chosen, Holy Night, is the perfect way to celebrate the hope and joy of Christmas. Learn more at fathomevents.com. The Kevin McCullough Radio, breaking news as it happens, what it means, and why it matters. Uh, Kevin McCullough, and here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. Obliterating confusion. Amplifying truth. And pursuing clarity. Kevin McCullough, now. All right, we've got a lot to get to, including the latest uh, from the headlines, which we will uh, tear apart in this way. We will see what is happening. We will figure out uh, why it is so important, and we'll try to apply how it matters to us in our daily lives. That's all straight ahead. Kevin McCullough, we get started right now. Something interesting is happening with this. Kevin McCullough, let me start with you. I found this thing at townhall.com by Kevin McCullough. The big dog is coming out of nowhere. Kevin McCullough. I just want to help people think. Nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. He is playing the role as well as anybody could. Kevin McCullough is a nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. The odds are he's right. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. Uh, Always glad to to be with you, and thank you for choosing uh, to be with us at this time. Um, my main commentary uh, is today that that we have these know nothings, Secretary of de- Departments uh, within the U.S. government, that are actual know nothings. They've they've been utter failures in what they've tried to accomplish, and they've only mucked up other good work that had been done for them previously to their uh, arrival. I'm talking about Secretary of State. Uh, State Secretary uh, Anthony Blinken, and I'm talking about the Secretary of Defense, uh, Lloyd Austin. These two men, just for context, uh, were some of the disastrous uh, planners of the Afghanistan withdrawal that could not have gone worse in terms of American perspective, interest, and history. Uh, Not only that, it was a clear signal to our enemies that we have no idea what we're doing when it comes to these departments. And so with that as kind of their foray into what they're doing by way of foreign policy, now they've weighed in on the Israel and Hamas situation. Both of them over the last week, encouraging Israel to do certain things. I'll get to those encouragements in a second, but I want to I want to lay out the context for you one more time. Uh, There was a ceasefire in place on October 7th, and it was Hamas that broke that ceasefire, began killing innocent people and taking hostages uh, into the Gaza Strip. Now, there had been a six-day pause in place in the Gaza because the uh, Hamas group had been exchanging hostages for uh, convicted felons in the uh, Israeli prison system. But here's the thing. They ran out of hostages. They, they couldn't find any more to trade, and they only had traded about 100, and we know of about three others, maybe four others, that have died in custody of Hamas's watch. Now, if you've kidnapped a 240 total and you've only turned over 100 to 104, dead and all, where are the remainder? We think there's about 137 left somewhere in Gaza. We hope they are. And I hope for the sake of the families of these victims that uh, they are, in fact, still alive. Uh, But that is yet to be seen. 
So at the end of six days, when they couldn't produce any more hostages, Israel said, okay, it's back to business. And they went back to doing what they had been doing before, cleansing the Gaza Strip of the vermin known as Hamas, these uh, poisonous subhumans that seek to inflict their evil on everyone they come into contact with. Now, this has been tricky because early on, Israel followed a very strict protocol of trying to do nice things for truly innocent people. They would do things like drop leaflets on the area that they were about to bomb and say, hey, we're going to bomb this area because Hamas uses it to operate. We think they're uh, tunnels and their their missile launchers and other things are in this area. So we're gonna we're gonna bomb this. You might want to leave. Funny thing about that was, as uh, civilians in Gaza tried to, Hamas began shooting them as well. So uh, IDF had to go in and form human tunnels to allow them to be able to leave peacefully further to the south. Then came the pause and the six days, which I think Hamas probably used to try to reorganize and rebuild. Uh, they could not do very much in that period of time, thankfully. So now the the game's back on, if you will, and Israel's saying, uh, if we have to go rescue the 137 hostages ourselves by force, we will do it. And that's the right thing for Israel to do. After all, these were evil vermin that attacked them on October 7th and broke the ceasefire that was already in existence. Now, you won't hear that from AOC or Elon Omar or Jay Paul or any of the others that are in Congress right now. But that's the truth. Now enter this last weekend, the uh, amazing intellects of Anthony Blinken and Lloyd Austin at separate events. One was a press avail that the press secretary, that the secretary of state made of his own, holding a press conference late in the week in which he basically sent the wrong message to everybody. He made everyone feel like uh, that we were more sympathetic to Hamas than we should be or are. He made everyone believe that Israel was on the verge of doing something wrong. He sent the wrong message to our allies. He sent the wrong message to our enemies. And as a result, it was by consensus, the worst State Department press conference that's been had since maybe the 1950s. Here's the other thing. Lloyd Austin, speaking at a defense summit in California at the Reagan uh, defense uh, gathering, uh, actually said something similar to what Anthony Blinken said. Anthony Blinken said, I advise Israel to make sure that they have civilian protections in place uh, before they re-engage in hostilities, to which Israel immediately began to re-engage in hostilities. Lloyd Austin said something about um, it being a strategic flaw if Israel was to begin hostilities again without making public their plan as to how they would protect Palestinian civilians. Now, let's just tear this apart a little bit at a time. First of all, the idea of Palestinian civilians is very thin. They, they have gone and forced most people to join the fight. And the ones that haven't, that tried to get out, they tried to shoot. And if it weren't for the IDF protecting those people while they were getting out, they wouldn't have gotten out. They would have been killed by their own people. So the idea that Hamas has this you know, great... Uh, uh, you know, determination that they're operating independent of the Palestinian people is not really all that accurate. But secondly, this absurd idea that Blinken and Austin have put forward that Israel has to publicize what it's going to do to protect civilians. This is absurd. It's also stupid. It has nothing to do with the uh, achievable objectives, which is to eliminate Hamas. And in fact, as some commentators said earlier today, it only provides sympathy for Hamas in the global media. 
which Blinken and Austin knew that they were doing. These men are not men of principle. They are men of which way the wind blows and what does the commander in chief want and what are we doing as a government, uh, etc. It, 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 they're, they're not they're not clear headed thinkers like Henry Kissinger and Richard Nixon when the Yom Kippur War was on. And they said, support Israel and help them defeat the terrorists coming out of both of these men's mouths should only be one word right now. One expression. Support Israel. Exterminate Hamas. Nothing else is necessary. And if they were saying that from their peaks in government, from their perches where many people look up to them and say, oh, these, these men are important and they have something to say, they would actually understand then that we're not going to back away from Israel and we're going to support them and we're going to see it through. And Hamas has really numbered its days. It can't win a battle against Israel one-on-one, and it certainly can't battle Israel, beat Israel in a battle of one-on-one with American support for Israel. What Blinken and Austin have done is, in essence, confused the world, and that has empowered our enemies. When our message is double-jointed, when it's two-faced, when there are two sides to what we are trying to express, and the Biden administration has gotten increasingly that way on its messaging about Israel, our enemies see that as an opportunity to strike. Now, I don't need to tell you, but the uh, numbers of attacks against even our vessels in the region have escalated in recent days. This has to do, in my opinion, with the confusion that we are continuing to peddle from the White House, from the State Department, and from the uh, Defense Department. These men are not serious men. They're not good at their job, and they shouldn't have them. They're not taken seriously by the world, which, by the way, our secretaries of state and defense for years were taken seriously by the world. That was when those secretaries were attached to governments that actually meant what they had to say. That's my thought. Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. There's more straight ahead. This November, Harry, God has chosen you to have a son, the king of all kings. The greatest story ever told is now an epic Christmas musical for the whole family. You truly believe that this child is the chosen one. What is his name? Jesus. Journey to Bethlehem, rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. In theaters everywhere November 10. Soundtrack also available. Get tickets now at journeytobethlehem.com. I was a child when I was abducted by the Arabs. My parents used to own livestock, and my mother would do all the cooking for us. I don't remember the year that I was captured. There had never been any problems in our village. Then one day, all of a sudden, we heard that there were Arabs attacking Dinka villages throughout the south. We were so worried we could not even sleep at night. It was a big concern to my mother and my father. We were told that these Arabs were heavily armed and would kill all the animals and people when they would attack. We were very scared. Then one morning, they attacked our village. We scattered in different directions and I ran, but I was captured. My entire village was burned down, and I've never seen a member of my family since. Then I was taken north, into slavery. My eyes saw horrific things on that trip to the north. Women were raped, 
right in front of us. Men were beaten, and four men were killed because they tried to fight back. They were shot dead before our eyes. Once at the slave master's house, I was pretty much starved and worked brutal hours every single day doing difficult and very, very hard work. There was no relief. And then they raped me. My slave master did not think of me as a human. He would not even let me go to the hospital when I fell sick. And one day I heard that there was a slave retriever from CSI close by. How I wanted to be free. That retriever secured my freedom. And thank God I was able to return to South Sudan. Thank you to each of you who helped the slaves be free. But please don't stop until we get them all. And may I just add that we are so thankful that you have been part of the team that has helped us liberate more than 45 slaves this year already. Of the 192 that are on the list, 45 of them uh, have been liberated, and we have more that we are about to embark upon to do. You may know the violence in, in Sudan is very dangerous right now, and yet our slave liberators are more committed than ever to getting them out. Uh, to get them to safety and to get them to uh, be reunited with their family. If you'd like to help us, here's the number, 888-342-1010, or go to bringherhome.org for all the details. Bringherhome.org, bringherhome.org. Help us put an end to slavery in this lifetime, 888-342-1010. The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024, and on July 4th, stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Colette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. Thatkevintour.com. Thatkevintour.com. Or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com. The song with joyful ring of caroling One seems to hear words of good cheer From everywhere filling the air Yeah, while people sing songs of good cheer Christmas is here Merry, 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 merry Christmas Merry, 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 merry Christmas Breaking news as it happens You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio My next guest returns with uh, always great insights On the foreign policy and national security issues of the day And... She happens to be a pretty cool person. KT McFarland, welcome back. Thank you. If you say nice introductions like that about me, I'm coming on your show anytime you want. <laughs> well, you already do, and that's why I'm so grateful. Um, and I kind of thought of you, don't be offended by this. I thought of, a, of I've been for months trying to think of who, what, what does KT remind me of? And I think I figured it out. You're the Martha Stewart of foreign, of foreign policy. You, oh. you make it look easier than all the boys. Um, and you do it with more class and grace. So um, 
Just just take that as uh, for what it's worth. Um, I'm so thrilled. I adore Martha Stewart. I know her personally. I adore everything she's done. So that's the greatest compliment you could have given me. Thank you, Kevin. I'm I'm just I'm hitting a thousand here at the beginning. There's nowhere for this interview to go except down. Um, But let's talk about some serious things. Um, Israel went back to fighting uh, as they should to clear out the rest of uh, Hamas's uh, undergrowth. They're even down in southern Gaza where Hamas never thought they would get to. And they're now discussing strategies to really clean out the rest of these tunnels. What? How big is the job that they have left from your perspective, KT McFarland? Oh, they're only halfway done. You know, from here on in, it's going to be much more complicated because there are the tunnels. The thought is that some of the hostages are still left in the tunnels, probably deliberately left in the tunnels. Um, to protect the tunnel. You know, they're going to be the human shields for the tunnels. So Israel kind of has two options um, to destroy the tunnels. One, you could use seawater, which is what they're apparently setting up to do, flooding the tunnels. The other would be to use the bunker buster bombs, which the United States has given them. Um, the worry with that is that if they blow up a tunnel, since most of the tunnels are like a subway, they go underneath all the important civilian buildings throughout Gaza is that then those buildings would collapse into the tunnels, you know, like the World Trade Center collapsed. And so that's that's kind of, a, you know, they don't want to do that. They don't want to have a lot of civilian casualties if they can help it. But the end of the day, they're going to have to go after Hamas probably door to door because Hamas has used the, it's used the pause, it's used the ceasefire to infiltrate now into families and into neighborhoods and using their own people as human shields. You know, it's hard to wrap your head around the idea that Hamas really wants civilian casualties, not just Israelis. They want their own people to die because then they can they can hold it up to the world and say, see, Israel killed our people. Because they know they can't defeat Israel militarily or economically, right. but they can defeat them in the court of public opinion. And that's what Hamas is going to do next. Israel's just got to root them out. I mean, once and for all, not only for the sake of Israel's security, but frankly, for the Palestinian people. Hamas has been, you know, like a vampire sucking off the Palestinian well, people. I want to hit the pause button there for a second, because we had Anthony Blinken, uh, Secretary of Defense Austin and the Vice President uh, Kamala Harris all this last weekend um, saying the same thing, basically that. Um, Israel, if they wanted the goodwill of of the world, needed to produce a plan by which they were going to protect civilians. And KT, I know that my listeners have a little bit of an advantage because you come on the show. And so we're kind of like more informed, I think, than the average person. But Israel dropped leaflets before they bombed areas. They formed human tunnels to get Palestinians to safety when Hamas was shooting them as they were trying to leave. I don't know of armies that that have a justification to protect their people that have taken such lengths to protect the innocence of the other side. Yeah, let's compare that with what the, what Hamas and the Palestinians, what they're doing to their own people. You know, they brainwash their own people to the point where they now celebrate the murder and butcher of innocence, women, children, even sometimes their own women and children. And if you look back to World War II, the Nazis committed genocide against the Jewish people. They had concentration camps. They killed six million of them in the most brutal and horrible way. But the Nazis realized what they were doing was wrong. And they kept it secret from their own people and certainly secret from the world. They kept very good records because they were Germans, but they didn't let the world know what they were doing. Compare that to what Hamas is doing now, not only with Israelis, but with their own people. They're bragging about it. They're taking selfies next to butchered babies. You know, it's a, it's such a it's very hard for a 
civilized human being to wrap their head around what Hamas is doing. But that is exactly what they're doing. They thrive on the death and destruction of their enemies, but also of their own people that they're robbing from, they're cheating. And as you point out, when the Israelis try to get the Palestinian civilians out of the north of Gaza and into the south, it was Hamas that was gunning them in the back and preventing them from doing it. Again, Hamas wants its own people to die. And we should never lose sight of that. We should never say it was all Israel's fault. No, it's not. It's Hamas's fault. It is a very hard thing for me to accept that we have people with the title of congressmen, congresswomen, um, Jay Paul, Omar, um, AOC, uh, the rest, that go on television and equate the rapes and the destruction that Hamas carried out against innocent civilians in southern Israel. Um, and they they say that there must be an equal outcry for the Palestinians that are being um, injured and maimed as a result of these um, these actions that Israel is taking. I, I, I still hold that all of the death, including the Palestinians in the Israeli offensive, are the fault of Hamas. How do we have people in elected office that don't understand that? I don't want to understand it. You know, they they they've been grow they sort of spew this anti-Israel, anti-Semitic um, worldview, and they try to spew it to their own people. And the way they go is what's it's what Hamas does to the Palestinians. It's what all of the terrorist groups in the region do. It's what Iran does and says, "You are poor and disadvantaged, not because of us, your leaders." It's because of somebody else. It's the big guy. It's Israel who's doing it to you. Israel is the oppressor. And the terrible thing about it is that it denies their own people the right to a good and decent life. So they're oppressors, not just of their, you know, of, of their neighbors, but they're oppressors and murderers of their own people. You know, you keep hearing these congressmen say, well, it's going to be Palestinians from the West Bank of the Jordan River to the Mediterranean Sea. We're going to destroy Israel. We're going to kill all the Jews who were there. This is going to all be Palestinian territory, quote, like it used to be. No, it never was Palestinian territory. And Israel is not occupying Palestinian territories, either in Gaza or the West Bank. Israel is out of there. It's the Palestinians who want to kill all the Jews, destroy the state of Israel, and then I guess run a bigger Palestinian Hamas territory in an area which was once thriving. You know, the example I always look back to is in 2005 and six, when the Israelis left Gaza. They, they, Arab Sharon was prime minister. He took the Israelis who had been providing security, took them out of there, built a wall and said, okay, Gaza, it's yours. You guys have an election, you govern yourselves. But what the Israelis left behind were functioning greenhouses. So Gaza, had been a very productive area while the Israelis were there. They had greenhouses that supplied, you know, heirloom tomatoes to Europe, flowers to throughout the region. And, and that was a way that the Palestinians could have had a livelihood after Israel left. What do you think Hamas did? They blew them up. They did not want their own people to have a livelihood. They wanted their own people to be afraid of Hamas and to be dependent upon Hamas. So I, I have very few prospects of success if Hamas remains in any form either after Israel leaves, when this war is over, but Hamas has to be obliterated, not just for Israel, but for the Palestinian people and for the peace and sanctity of the world. That's well said. I'm going to take a quick break. Be right back. She's Katie McFarland. Stay here.
Available now from Dynamis Books, Wounded Tiger by T. Martin Bennett, the compelling true redemption story of Mitsuo Fujita, the Japanese pilot who led the surprise attack on Pearl Harbor in World War II. Wounded Tiger is a thoroughly researched account that reads like a novel, an immersive experience with more than 300 photos, including historical archives, maps, personal letters, and official documents. Wounded Tiger by T. Martin Bennett from Dynamis Books, available in stores and online now. Go to WoundedTiger.com now to read the first chapters for free. Lots of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I'm older and I have more energy, just like all the commercials that I see on TV. So it really is a help uh, to my well-being. I'm 80 years old. I clean up after 450 kids in a cafeteria for three hours, and then I clean 300 steps. And then I, I vacuum carpets and clean halls in five hours because you know, for an 80 year old, that's a lot to do. And I still have energy after work. I consider it a, a great success. Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature. For a limited time this summer, get $25 off your first order as a preferred customer, plus a free fruits and veggies travel set with free shipping and our money back guarantee. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code KMC. Are you or a loved one battling cancer? Discover Oasis of Hope, an alternative treatment hospital where faith and medicine combine for effective healing. Listen to this testimonial from Michelle Tucker, a cancer victor. The third time I was diagnosed with breast cancer, it had spread to my pancreas, and my doctor had given me four weeks to live. I went to Oasis of Hope, and six years later, I am alive and well. Michelle's story is replicated hundreds of times over, including in the McCullough household. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I thoroughly endorse the Oasis of Hope, and I think you'll find the help that you're looking for. Call 888-500-4673 for a medical consultation and free magazine. Call 888-500-4673. That's 888-500-4673. Oasis of Hope does not guarantee specific outcomes or results. Hello, I'm Mike Vendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night, and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers. And get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's MyPillow.com, promo code. KMC. The most anticipated rock holiday tradition returns. Trans-Siberian Orchestra, live in concert. Coming to a city near you. A legendary blend of rock, classical, and holiday music for the entire family. Don't miss Trans-Siberian Orchestra, live in concert. The Ghosts of Christmas Eve. 
Go to TSOTickets.com for info. This November, Harry, God has chosen you to have a son. The king of all kings. The greatest story ever told. Can we? Can we? Is now an epic Christmas musical for the whole family. You truly believe that this child is the chosen one. What is his name? Jesus. Journey to Bethlehem. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. In theaters everywhere November 10. Soundtrack also available. Get tickets now at journeytobethlehem.com. Amplifying truth and pursuing clarity. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. And we're back uh, from Times Square. Kevin McCullough, always glad to have you with us, even in these holiday festive uh, occasions that we're in. Even if we're talking about tough stuff, it is a good time to reflect and to uh, remember that hope came at this time of year, and we celebrate that each year. KT McFarland, um, we were talking about Hamas and Israel and the ongoing struggle there. I My, my thoughts turn to... Um, the uh, the president and the vice president this last week saying that the Palestinian Liberation Authority, the PLA, needs to be the governing group in Gaza and the West Bank. I, I'm, I'm just curious. You, you advised Reagan. You were you've been part of multiple administrations in terms of understanding these issues. And I don't know when the PLA became the good guys, but that's that's just trading one devil you know for another one, isn't it? It's also very stupid. I mean, how many times have we gone into countries and ordered them around and said, this is the government you should have, whether it's in South Vietnam, whether it was in Iraq, whether it was in Afghanistan, and every single time we failed. We're not very good at this. So why we think that we're now going to dictate the terms of the post-Hamas governance of Gaza? No, we shouldn't be doing it. We should be enabling the countries in the region to solve the problem in the region, whether that means Egypt takes some of the refugees, whether Jordan does, whether Qatar and UAE and Saudis give money to the post-Hamas governance of, of Gaza to, to figure out how to have them earn their own living. It's not our problem. We can give aid as long as it's going to directly to the people and not to Hamas and other corrupt groups. But it needs to be solved in the region. We ought to learn the lesson we we should have learned in Iraq and Afghanistan that when we go in, shove everybody around, say, we don't care about your history. We don't care about your norms. We don't care about your culture or religion. Here's the government we insist that you're going to have. We always get it wrong. Yeah. KT McFarland, uh, we lost Henry Kissinger last week, and he was more controversial, especially towards the end of his uh, public life. Uh, but speaking of Israel and the problems in the neighborhood, had it not been for Richard Nixon and uh, Mr. Kissinger, uh, Yom Kippur, the Yom Kippur War could have ended very differently. Um, what are some takeaways that, that you have of his life and, and his influence on uh, foreign policy? Well, I actually was in the White House Situation Room in that 1973 first Yom Kippur War when Kissinger was the National Security Advisor, Richard Nixon was the president. So I know firsthand what happened and saw how Kissinger was and Nixon were able to reconfigure the Middle East. So before the October war, the Soviet Union um, was the prime mover in the Middle East. It was a major outside power. The United States had always supported Israel, but it was the Soviet Union that had was at the beck and call or 
had the other countries at the beck and call, which was um, which was Egypt and Syria and all these other countries were beholden to the Soviet Union because the Soviet Union gave them weapons and they could use the weapons to make war against Israel. Kissinger always felt that at some point in the Middle East, in the Arab world, there would be a leader that came up and said, you know, I think what we want to do is turn away from war and go to peace and have peace and prosperity for our people. And that that leader would recognize only the United States could deliver peace to them. The Soviets could give them weapons, but could never find a way to peace. And so Kissinger was able to sort of maneuver events during the October war so that both the Arabs and the Israelis felt that they had gained something, had lost something, and they were willing to do a compromise. And then Henry moved to the Middle East for a month, month and a half at a time, where he would do shuttle diplomacy. So in the morning, he might be in, in Israel talking to Golda Meir, and then he would take a plane, and then he would go to Cairo, and he would talk to Anwar Sadat, and mm-hmm. then he would go to Lebanon and talk to the leaders there. Then he would go to the King of Jordan um, and, and Amman and, and, talk, and slowly but surely inch them towards a ceasefire agreement, which laid their groundwork for peace. And we've had peace there in the Middle East, you know, for decades, generations, until Iran got empowered, mostly by the Democrats, to wreak havoc in the region. Um, so I, what I learned from Kissinger is you want to make sure everybody wins something in a negotiation, because otherwise it doesn't hold. But once it does, you should be willing to go forward with a very different approach than you would have just a few weeks before. Sounds like a striking contrast to the Secretary of State that we currently have. And uh, I know that that you can't really separate a Secretary of State from the administration that they're attached to and the mm-hmm. policies that they put forward. Um, but it does seem that we've we've gone very lightweight uh, in um, the negotiations that we're having currently. And that's bothersome. Just real briefly, you said something on Twitter about the Democrats having a civil war amongst themselves. Uh, you just made mention that it was Democratic policies that enabled a lot of the bad actors uh, to come to power. Uh, what, what, what's your make of where they are with this issue uh, right now? We've just got about 30 seconds. You know, the Democrats have traditionally been pro-Israel. They've been pro-working class. They've been pro-American minorities, and they're not that. Katie McFarland, thank you for being with us. Honor and a pleasure. Gavin McCullough coming right back. Don't go away. A young mother labeled impure, a shepherd boy considered unclean. Experience Jesus' birth through their eyes this season with Christmas with the Chosen, Holy Night. The specially remastered story is only in theaters from December 12th to 17th, including a never-before-seen performance from Andrea and Matteo Bocelli, seven musical performances, and two new monologues. Christmas with the Chosen, Holy Night, is the perfect way to celebrate the hope and joy of Christmas. Learn more at fathomevents.com. For those of you that know, we have been doing all that we can to help liberate human trafficking and human slaves Uh, with Christian Solidarity International this year. It's our annual cause, and we have 192 names of women that need our assistance this year. Uh, Women that have experienced some excruciating things. And I want to say thank you to those of you that have already called, 888-342-1010. We have helped liberate uh, more than a dozen now this year. But I want to tell you the story of Ayak. Ayak... uh, was born in northern Sudan. She was born into slavery. Her mother and father had been taken from South Sudan when they were just young kids. uh, And she grew up as a slave's uh, child. 
She saw her mother regularly be beaten by her Arab slave master. Then there was the day that her father was told to go to the farm to work, but because of how sick he was, he physically couldn't walk. His master got so angry at him, he said, you dirty, dirty, dirty dog, if you don't go to the farm, you will die. He couldn't walk, so the Arab master shot my father dead right in front of me, says Ayak when she tells her story later. Uh, as she was growing up and getting a little bit older, that master sold her out to another master who raped her repeatedly, who forced her to uh, commit uh, genital mutilation on herself, and who told her that uh, she would not get to keep the children that she had from that slave master. Uh, she would do hard work every day, carry water, long distances, uh, clean clothing, clean things in the house, uh, take abuse from the Arab master's wife. She said, I have seen so many slaves in the area who face the same thing as me. She said, but then one day a retriever found me. I was walking to the well to fetch water. He asked me to leave and go with him. His name was Osman Bashir, and he had many men with him. They took me to his camp and brought me back to South Sudan. Friends, that's the story of an actual liberation of an actual slave. And that's the people that we help when you call 888-342-1010. There are 175 women that we know we can yet save this year. We just need your help. 888-342-1010. 888-342-1010. Help us liberate every slave right now. For $250, you not only affect their liberation, but you set them up with everything they need for a new life uh, in their home in South Sudan, uh, including grain, seed, utensils, uh, other things that they need to create uh, a life for themselves. And you do it when you call 888-342-1010. Or go to bringherhome.org. A young mother labeled impure, a shepherd boy considered unclean, Experience Jesus' birth through their eyes this season with Christmas with the Chosen, Holy Night. The specially remastered story is only in theaters from December 12th to 17th, including a never-before-seen performance from Andrea and Matteo Bocelli, seven musical performances, and two new monologues. Christmas with the Chosen, Holy Night, is the perfect way to celebrate the hope and joy of Christmas. Learn more at fathomevents.com. happening in New York or across the globe. Learn why it matters first on Kevin McCullough Radio. Kevin McCullough, very glad to have you with us. And as we continue to uh, process the biggest stories of the weekend, uh, one of the things that I wrote about at townhall.com yesterday and my next guest wrote about last week is the actual embarrassment that our secretaries of state and defense are uh, demonstrating on the national stage. And, and I, my whole monologue was about this, but I can't overstate this. These two abject morons completely butchered our exit from Afghanistan. And now they feel free to give advice to the Israelis. Here to discuss is uh, Ed Morrissey of HotAir.com. He's the executive editor over there doing a great job. Ed, uh, it was like you and I were vibing the same um, uh, theories uh, last week because 
when you have two guys whose chief architectural uh, accomplishments on their resumes thus far are to get 13 Marines and servicemen killed coming out of Afghanistan when the 18 months previous to that, we had zero fatalities in that war. And then you saw the utter cluster what that that turned into uh, as we were trying to get home. I don't think these guys should be advising you on how to fill your gas your, your car up with gas on an average afternoon much less telling israel that they have to make public the plans on how they plan to keep the palestinian people safe when they uh, are trying to exterminate uh, a verminous terrorist threat to the free world am i wrong no you're exactly correct and i'm glad that you brought in secretary uh, of defense Lloyd Austin into this because I wrote a lot about Blinken. I haven't really written much about Austin, but you're exactly correct. These guys are the architects of a strategy that that allowed the collapse of the Afghanistan government that we set up in a matter of basically two weeks, um, and in the process abandoned 14,000 Americans to the Taliban while we were retreating, and now they're going to tell Israel how to how to do a, a any kind of war operation i mean this it's absurd on its face and it's insulting in its execution and we saw that blinken went over to jerusalem last week and this is what i was writing about and and like i said like you said we're kind of vibing together on this which is you know no big surprise because you and i have you know known each other for quite a long time and we have very similar uh, outlooks on this stuff blinken goes over there to jerusalem to lecture them on protecting civilians in a war that Hamas started by massacring at least 1,200 civilians, probably more than Correct. probably more than that, and I mean it's absolutely ridiculous. You have Kamala Harris over the weekend doing the same thing, lecturing Israel on you know well, you, you know the the rules of war. No, that's and, obviously and the talking point. That's obviously the talking point that's been circulated. We're going to tell Israel to uh, tell us how they're going to protect civilians. But here's what they don't acknowledge. And this this really irritated me, uh, and I think that I made that point in at least uh, the column that I wrote. They drop leaflets telling people where they're going to come destroy everything. So they're saying, if you're, an, if you're an innocent civilian and you're not here to protect the operational missile launchers and headquarters and everything, get, get out because we're going. it's coming and we're telling you in advance so that you don't die. That That's number one. I don't know armies that normally do that. We did that in some of the Middle Eastern operations surrounding Iraq. That was the first time I had heard of any army doing that. But they've done that consistently throughout this operation. Secondly, when Hamas was shooting at Palestinian civilians, trying to keep them from leaving. It was the IDF that formed literal human tunnels of themselves to get the Palestinian civilians to safety. That's number two. Nobody acknowledged that. Blinken didn't acknowledge it. Austin didn't acknowledge it. Kamala Harris probably didn't even know that it happened. Number three, they said from the beginning, if you can produce the hostages, we can continue to negotiate. Hamas ran out of hostages to trade. Does that mean the 137 that are left are dead? I don't know. Does it mean that they lost them somewhere and they're just out running around? I, I don't think that's the case. I hope that none of that is the case. But for, for Israel to say, oh, we're going to give you a, a, a little bit longer to go find a list or produce something only works to the, to the detriment and the lack of safety to the uh, Israeli population. And can I just remind people that there are millions of Muslims that live under Israeli protection in Israel totally free, practicing their faith, having uh, no problems from the Israeli government. How many Israelis are in uh, Gaza right now under the protection of uh, Hamas? 137, or supposedly that's how many that are there. But Ed Morsi, 
the, the, the media is dishonest, the secretaries are dishonest, and it's amateur hour by the Americans on the main stage. It is. And you know, there's another aspect to this, too, right, which is the, the American hostages. Now, the U.S. got involved in brokering these operational pauses for these hostage for prisoner exchanges on the basis, at least in part, uh, that we were going to free the American hostages. When Joe Biden announced the um, first operational pause, the first agreement, he said, this is demonstrating my efforts to bring Americans home. There are there was only one American hostage that was released under the terms brokered by Joe Biden. There's at least eight or nine other Americans that are being held hostage. Why weren't those hostages part of the initial exchange if the U.S. was brokering that? Now, I find that very, very, very curious because that is really the only national interest we had in getting involved in those exchanges. And it apparently was left without any guarantees of releasing any Americans. So my question to the White House is, what in God's name were you doing involved in this process if you weren't trying to get the Americans out? And why didn't the Americans get released uh, up front in this, um, in this negotiation? And nobody is, is talking about that in the media. Let me come back at you with one more question. Um, while these secretaries and the vice president have been making these absurd, ridiculously, insipidly stupid things, uh, uh, statements. We have seen an increase in hostility towards the American fleet in the uh, region. Uh, obviously, the attacks that had been happening on our fixed positions on land uh, increased after the uh, October 7th attack. Um, how are our enemies interpreting the gobbledygook that Blinken, Austin, and Harris have been spouting this last week? Well, clearly they're they're showing it's showing that we're weak, and that that starts in Afghanistan, right? That starts in the mad rush to get out of Kabul and and having people clinging to airplanes as they're getting out. Uh, Ed Morrissey, it's always brilliant to be able to discuss the latest news of the day with you. Thank you for your insights. Thank you very much. You got it. Kevin McCullough continues when we come back. My final thought for this evening. This November, Harry, God has chosen you to have a son. The king of all kings. The greatest story ever told Can we, can we is now an epic Christmas musical for the whole family. You truly believe that this child is the chosen one. What is his name? Jesus. Journey to Bethlehem. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. In theaters everywhere November 10th. Soundtrack also available. Get tickets now at journeytobethlehem.com. Hello, I'm Mike Vendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented my pillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. 
I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers and get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's MyPillow.com, promo code KMC. The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024, and on July 4th, stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Colette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. Thatkevintour.com. Thatkevintour.com. Or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com. The most anticipated rock holiday tradition returns. Trans-Siberian Orchestra, live in concert. Coming to a city near you. A legendary blend of rock, classical, and holiday music for the entire family. Don't miss Trans-Siberian Orchestra, live in concert. The Ghosts of Christmas Eve. Go to TSOTickets.com for info. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. What you need to know when you need it. Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, very glad to have you with us for these final few minutes. Um, very interesting times that we live in. Uh, we we seem to major on the unimportant, and we forget the important. Uh, we we are very quick to make sure that our vice president gets to a global climate change summit, uh, using uh, lots of fuel inefficiently to get her there. But we really don't take a stand uh, for our own energy production, which would reduce uh, fossil fuel burnoff. Uh, around the globe because we drill it and recruit it easier and better and more efficiently than anybody else. And we have, we have more energy resources. We are so double-minded in this country in terms of uh, what we think is the right thing to do and what we think is, I guess, the politically expedient thing to do. That's evident in our foreign policy when it comes to the wars in Ukraine and in Israel. And it's evident in what's going to shape the election of 2024. It's even evident in that story. Did you did you see it over the weekend? Fannie Willis, the prosecutor that's trying to take down the president uh, in the Georgia election issue, um, wants to sentence him to 76 years for just saying, could we take another look at those votes? Um, she wants him to get 76 years. She gave the two men who burned the Wendy's down this last you know, a year ago when the police shooting went wrong at the Wendy's and men came in and, and, and burned the Wendy's down. 
uh, th those people got um, five years probation, $500, and about 100 hours of community service. Burn an entire Wendy's to the ground, and you get five years probation. But raise your hand and ask a question about the elections of 2020, you, you're going to get 76 years. Th this is the kind of double standard that the American people are tired of and that uh, the, the, the world scratches its head when it looks at us. There's a much worse example of it, though, tonight. Um, a longstanding arrangement between the Department of Veterans Affairs and Immigration and Customs Enforcement to process claims for migrant medical care is drawing scrutiny from veterans advocates now. Do you know why? Because in this particular circumstance, um, veterans that need medical treatment are being moved off of the schedules in favor of illegal immigrants. An illegal immigrant under ICE detention requires health care. They are typically treated on site by medical professionals. However, if the specialist or emergency care is required, they get transported, uh, transported to an independent provider, private provider. In such cases, ICE contracts with the VA to handle some of those cases. So literally, you have veterans, sometimes who have waited weeks and months to get their appointment for whatever it is that they need, getting bumped so that people who have no claim to having served the country like veterans have, who have no claim to having paid taxes into the system like veterans have, who have no sense of loyalty or residency to the country the way that the veterans have proven that they have, they now get put in front of the veterans if needed. Can anyone explain this to me? How does the American people allow that injustice to stand? Something for you to consider. I'm Kevin McCullough. See you next time.